Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. We're going to do a little draft recap today, Andy. Do a little uh, impromptu, uh, how do we feel? Winners, losers of the draft. Does that sound like fun? Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely some teams that stuck out on both sides of that equation. Yeah, pretty quickly, actually. I don't know that. Yeah, this was one of the easier ones to really kind of sort out. I thought who did well, who did poorly. There's a couple of ways you can kind of quantify that, right? Like just did well in terms of not reaching or get, you know, taking consistently taking players with value did well in terms of like really addressing uh, some, you know, some specific needs and, you know, with appropriate picks at the right time did yeah. well in terms of just making good trades and kind of navigating the, you know, the space well between all the various GMs. Um, do you follow uh cowboy stats and graphics? I do. Yeah. Did you see his, I don't know if he'll make them for all the divisions. Oh, I, I did see this. Yeah. You, you, you know what yeah. chart I'm talking about? Yes, he made a it chart, you know, he, yeah, I love this chart. I, I I'd love. I might even just like DM him. So you should make a bunch of these. But basically, it was a a chart that only included the picks from the four teams in the the NFC East. His, you know, he's a Cowboys guy, and it shows this. You know, what do you want to call it? The, this is a this is a, an exponential de- yeah uh, decay exponential, curve. Yeah, a curve that goes from. You know, they're they're basically it shows the value that you got considering where the player was projected to be drafted, and he plotted all the picks from the NFC East on there. And I mean, just look, he convinced me that the Cowboys had a decent draft because he got some players and some spots for the Cowboys that were mostly above the the decay line, and you know, other teams really didn't. Especially, you know, it, it's hard to. It's hard to say you could have got value on Chase, you know, when you're drafting at two, unless you really screw up and draft somebody way wild. But, you know, two was kind of decided, and it looks like from then on, the Redskins and Eagles kind of fell mostly below the curve. Giants consistently, too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that was a cool plot. I thought that was good, and I thought it spoke to the Cowboys, who just in the, just strictly in the sense of value, um, nailed it this draft they got players who you know who are consistently um valued at higher than they they went cd lamb probably the most glaring example now i will turn this on its head and say from just from a talent acquisition standpoint and from addressing some of their glaring needs on defense i didn't love their draft overall like i still think this is like a really lopsided team like amazing offense that they're going to trot out there this year and I don't know what the fuck they're going to do on defense. Like, this is a real, real lean D from a talent standpoint. Yeah. Probably going to be betting a lot I mean, of Cowboys overs. Overs, yeah. They, that was my joke I made about the Cowboys totals need to start at, like, 53. That's fair. I mean, they did go yeah. after CeeDee Lamb, which, man, like, the, the more you think about it, I think we had it just in our head that the Cowboys were going to do something logical. But him being there at 17 – been a lot of people had him mocked at 12, 13. What, what was Jerry going to do? Yeah. Uh, he what, had what to take he, him, yeah. He, yeah. He, just knowing like how he is and, 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 and it was value. There was some value getting him that late, not having to trade out. 
I think if you run that draft a bunch of other times, the odds of getting CD Lamb high or that low aren't great. And they did go defense, defense, defense after that, which, eh, you know, at that point you're talking about like fourth round picks, but they still did try to add some defense. But I'm with you. It's uh, it's not going to be a great defense this year with what they have, but it'll be a really fun offense. And that kind of leads me into a point about, you know, we try to grade all these drafts and there's all these mock draft grades and after the words, you know, winners and losers, a lot of people doing what we're trying to do, but every team is in such a different situation. It's really hard. Some of these, I don't think some of these draft grades are doing the best at giving context. Like, you know, maybe the Cowboys plan is, Hey, we want to be, you know, the chiefs. We want a bunch of offensive talent. We'll figure out the defense later. We'll get it through, some acquisitions and free agency and try to coach people up. We want to be the KC chiefs of the NFC. And we're going to figure that out by getting our offense figured out right now. Cause they're, I mean, you have to admit they're, they're close. They're, they're not that far off from being a, an explosive offense that can rock its way through the playoffs. I would a hundred percent subscribe to that. And, you know, depending on how strongly you believe in defense doesn't matter, then they could be great. (laughs) <laughs> right, like yeah. I, I still think they're gonna have a tough. They're they're gonna they're part of the way there to putting away leads because we're expecting that you know if they're generating leads with a balanced pass first offense, and then they're putting away leads by just leaning on Zeke, they're probably gonna be okay in terms yeah. of wins. No, right? if, if the offense doesn't click, this team's in huge trouble. No, no, well, I'm not I, that. I, I would let I would let that ship sail. This offense is gonna yeah, be good. It, it should they're, be they're good. Score it's on, an upgrade. On average, they, yeah, they're gonna score on average probably between twenty eight and thirty one points a game. I would guess. Like I, I think just like getting rid of Randall Cobb is a plus. <laughs> well, the fact that they didn't pay him what Houston paid him is a plus. Um, but no, yeah, it, no, it, good call. Okay, there's before moving off the Cowboys. Um, I just want to add one thing. There is a there was a little whiff of like when the Falcons took Calvin Ridley, you know, and it's like you know you guys have good pieces like that are clicking in the passing game. Like you didn't have to take him there, right? Like I know that he slid to you in that spot, and you can take him and immediately sew up your wide receiving core for the next five years pretty much the duration of the guaranteed money you're about to give your quarterback so good job there like you've you've fortified your you know one of your major investments for your team right but yep. the flip side is you know and oh and and you kept him away from the eagles i was right? just like, gonna say like if you, you pass if you yeah if yeah. you pass on him here miami's phone is ringing off the hook oh, yeah. and and the eagles are the Eagles are jumping up. So and not only that, but the other wide receiver yeah, needed yeah. teams would have been like Minnesota, San Francisco, like the, yeah. a bunch of NFC teams. And, and that's another good, like exactly what you said, keeping him away from Philly first off, but even keeping him away from, I mean, Minnesota and the Niners are projected playoff teams this year too. Keeping, yeah. keeping that guy off of another squad that you're going to possibly face in the playoffs. I mean, it, it served a few needs. So I don't, I didn't mind it. 
I guess, I guess in the, on, the, on the stream, I'm going to have to watch back. Like, we weren't convinced it was going to happen. And then when it happened, it's like, oh, of course this is going to happen. Well, I mean, yeah, because, like, there were still some talented players on defense. And it was, you know, I I, I don't know. I It was a surprise. We thought it was going to be chasing. We thought yeah. it was going to be an edge or something along those lines. Yeah. And I guess in hindsight, like, if I, if again, like, yeah, you know, great. They did good. They got an amazing player, potentially the best wide receiver in this whole draft in a very, very solid class of wide receivers. Um, And they got him cheap at 17. But I think in a normal year, the same exact kind of feeling about the Lions taking Okuda three, like in a normal year, like a deal gets done, you know, some, they, they, they steal a pick from the Vikings uh, and then, Pat, you know, Patrick Queen or, you know, a, a true CB1 is still there for them later on and, you know, five picks later and they get more assets to just stockpile more talent because really like the problem they have in Cowboys camp is just bodies on defense. Like they're really just in a deep, deep trouble in terms of talent on the defensive yeah, side they, of the ball. They better be sitting there watching like roughneck games. Or DC defenders <laughs> games like who who is out on there the that we can wire, sign yeah. right now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they got to crush the waiver wire in the uh, last couple weeks of the offseason. Anyway, um, how did you do? How did we do? How did, can you grade us on the draft? What 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 would what grade would you give us for draft props? Oh, we did great. I thought we had a lot of fun. We did good. We both made we we, we won. We're winners. Winners win. And yeah, this this was the most like, lucrative draft for me by a lot in my life. Like, uh, not even yeah. fucking close. Live, live betting the draft was, you know, there was some. I don't want to say there's ever anything that's a hundred percent certainty, but maybe the worst line I've seen all year was <laughs> opening opening the Browns at like minus four hundred to take an offensive player. Or whatever it was, I think four or five hundred something. I think it might have been less. I might have been. Less could, I that. think I want to. I want to go back and watch that part of the stream almost because if it was less than four hundred, I w- I guess I wish I would have had. I said this to you. Yeah. If I'd have had like multiple <laughs> bet online books and time to take a reverse mortgage, I would put <laughs> multiple net worths on that. Like in what world were the, even the Browns? Even the Browns being the Browns, just the fact that those the three best offensive linemen were still there. There was a lot of scenarios where two or maybe three of them were gone by then. Usually yeah. usually two. They had their pick of any offensive lineman really. I mean, I don't know if Thomas was higher on their board, but even then, two right. or and three it, out of and, the best four, yeah. they were yeah. going to take an offensive player. Even so. put and set aside set aside that the top tier talent defense had just been taken. Like and the one guy that you had heard rumors about, like teams were going to try to trade up for, and Henderson, the cornerback, like he had just come off the board at nine. Like there was no trade was going to be facilitated. If a trade had been facilitated, it would have been for like a wide receiver or something. Well, so and it not still only would have been that, but the, an the way it was pick. worded, it was who yeah, the Browns was, take. Who, oh, was it who the Browns take or who's the 10th t- the pick will be off? No, they didn't switch to that until later. Oh, <laughs> there okay, was some okay, of that where okay, it said the, okay. the, the Browns who, first, who the Browns the first pick. Okay, yeah, it was the, the Browns, Browns first pick, pick will be off. I, I would, I would assume that would void if the Browns traded the pick or it, or it goes on to wherever they pick next, which would have been a little nervy. Yeah, if they traded yeah. far too far back, but man, they needed alignment. So uh, we did good. We had a lot of fun. I said this to you off the air the other day too. 
I've sat down and took a bunch of notes. Oh, yes. About just stuff I want to be hitting earlier next year and things I want to be looking at and, you know, different books and how they, how they open them up slower, you know, at, at what speed books opened and adjusted limits, which books had what, like, I just got, it's a mess. I just have a bunch of scribbling, but I think we can uh, definitely attack this again next year. And hopefully I agree. We're not, so we're not, hopefully we have some other stuff going on, but we'll always have to draft, I guess. Yeah, seriously. April of 2020 is going to have the wildest ROI of all time. <laughs> like between the fixed NBA 2K stuff and some of these soft draft props, it's just like it's just doesn't look like real numbers. I'll, I'll never forget this draft. <laughs> it just doesn't look real. Um, yeah, I'll say oh, other drafts. Yeah, other drafts have faded in um, my memory, but this one will stick because there was nothing else to do for a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the only thing that I really like, I didn't even think this was. I really only had one losing position in terms of. Uh, like I didn't rat, I didn't um, capture as much value as I could have, and that was on Tua going to the Dolphins. I was pretty convinced we had gotten a straight story about the Dolphins being out on him. Um, and I don't know if you read the kind of the some of the accounting of what happened recent, you know, like some of the accounting of the uh, you know team reports and and kind of interviewing the you know the gm and getting more information it sounds like they were pretty late in their decision making did you get that sense like the I video st- i that still they don't had? believe in it i still you don't know. believe anything they said they were in on tour the whole time okay all right well i, I don't they, know i think they, they were just me. trying to strengthen their their trading and then i i still to this day i'll go to my death unless somebody unless martha ford firestone talks to me and convinces me otherwise if she's still alive i think she is I, I think that Detroit just bungled it. Like Miami just realized, man, I don't think we're going to have to trade up. I think we can get to and keep all our picks. Yeah, In fact, we're so. going to trade for more picks later. Like yeah, they had so, so, yeah. so many picks. Miami, Minnesota, would they have like 50 picks together? So many. Yeah, so many picks. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the end, like I got on some numbers that were pretty awesome early that could have like really put me over the top like crazy winning um and i covered my action with a two goes in the fifth pick exact so basically i just like covered all my liabilities but i I could have done better because of how much some of those numbers moved um and you know you're right it's they probably were in on two of the whole time i really just you know i i thought for sure that the the injury status was um was going to have an impact but uh the talent went out, and I think you know my perception of the Dolphins is more positive, having taken Tua than Herbert. Would you agree? Yeah. So yeah, I know I know one pretty sad Chargers fan. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. He's there's a lot. Been, there's been a lot. Sh- been, yeah. You know how like when you get excited for a player and you share a bunch of highlights and stats. Sure. Someone's doing the opposite of that. Just sharing the throw, lowlights. Throwing the low lights. into triple triple coverage and bouncing balls. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not sold on. And again, we'll probably save some of this deeper breakdown for later. But I'm not sold on Joe Burrow. I'm not sold on Herbert, and I'm not sold on Tua because his injury still scares me. Like this could be a pretty disastrous quarterback class. And I'm I definitely not. You're not sold on love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know, trading up for love. Eason, oh God, Eason's I forgot got his traded. problems. From doesn't have his arm. Uh, just there's so many 
it, it was a weird quarterback class. Like it, it should have been Tua with a bullet until he got injured, and then Joe got hooked up with Brady, and they had their magical season down there. And I don't blame anyone taking him first, but it'll be interesting to see. You know, go go look yeah. at some of the go look yep. at pre two thousand nineteen Joe Burrow. I don't know. Maybe it just clicked. Maybe he's a stud. Takes him to a Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm just cautiously optimistic for that. It's hard, and like I don't even know how people grade those kind of draft picks. Like, how do you how do you grade Cincinnati's draft? Like they had number one. They took the stud quarterback. The rest of it is just filling in depth because the team has so many needs. Yeah, I don't think you can go positive or negative on the fact that they made the decision they made on Burrow. I think you have to look outside of that and see if they could have done better otherwise, right? Um, yeah. and, I'm, and honestly, maybe you look at, was it stupid of them not to take Miami's godfather offer for number oh one? Oh my overall? God, I think you were just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, it wasn't real. Oh, that you don't think that was even an offer? I don't think so. Oh, okay, okay. You don't think they were giving? I mean, I didn't really get the detail. I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention because I just figured Once, that Cincinnati well, no, just turned just, it down. It just seemed like something that was made up. Like it did. It did. It did. <laughs> like I'm. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent out on anything. Anything's possible. I've seen teams do crazier stuff than that. But man, it's that would have been wild to give up a bunch. The third and the fifth pick. If they were offering the third and the fifth pick for Joe Burrow, I, I don't know how you turn that down. Two top five picks. Well, it and wasn't the third and the fifth, was it? Uh, you wait. Was no, the no. deal that Miami was get, was packaging their later picks to get three, and then was yeah. trying to trade three th- and five for that, one? I thought that was the deal. They were gonna oh, package some stuff okay. to Detroit okay. and then trade three and five for one. That's, oh, that was one of the ones okay. I read, which made okay. me think like this is ludicrous. But Cincinnati should take that if it's there. Right, that's what I would have said. Yeah, that's the only thing, potential criticism I would have lobbied was if that was a real deal that was offered, then they probably should have thought about it. Anyway, yeah, um, Joe Burrow, good oh. job. Although I got to tell you what, you know what? Uh, Joe Burrow's lost a lot of weight, man. <laughs> I got to tell you, he, uh, you know, and in general, uh, this, uh, you know, just I don't know what the impact of any of these rookies is going to be this year without, um, you know, a spring training program. Basically, you know, without an off season uh, of getting your, you know, getting your NFL weight up, right? This might be this might be the what is it? April twenty seventh, when we're recording this. I have just an off market number of the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the division. Nice. I have the Cowboys over. I have the Cardinals over. I have the Bills under. It's a regular season wins. I think that's it. Okay. Like normally this time of year, I have a I'm lot loading more. Up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm getting a lot more action down on some NFL stuff, but it's, uh, I don't know if I'm just disenchanted by the possibilities of things. But I, I'm also a little worried about some of the uncertainty of man. If we don't have a full training camp, a whole preseason, if things get weird, if it starts late, if we're playing in neutral sites. Like, do I really want a bunch of bankroll tied up on this stuff? Because I don't know how books will treat that. Like, yeah, I know some books would be cool about it, but some books be like, I don't care if they play all the games in London or Studio Azteca. That's that regular season one total was a bet. You yeah, made a bet, yeah. all all action. So I'm I'm kind of taking it easy right now, and 
Yeah, same. Like the only real, yeah, besides those regular season win totals, uh, Bet Online has those booster things I check out mm-hmm. sometimes. And they had five to one on Pittsburgh to win the division. Ooh, good number, dude. I like that. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, that's just, I'm going to come back on the Ravens. Okay, let's go with some more lessons, though, uh, on the draft. I, I agree with your your takes, by the way. And I'm not I'm not betting any win totals probably until August. It's scary. <laughs> if then, it's scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. Um, so lessons learned. Any, any key notes? Um, top for me, going back to kind of the Tua thing, um, because I kind of got a whiff or a sense that the market was moving in one direction and got really good early numbers on that. Like I had a risk-free position, but I could have had guaranteed money and I should have gone that route. Um, and in general, I think we... I the, the quote unquote like poor and I we learned this last year reinforce it this year when there are uh, you know some props up that have 70 80% Im- implied uh, break even probability and you know it's like 99 like fire away on those the offensive line props that reinf- you know I'd like I I wouldn't have had the confidence to do that last year I had the confidence this year to basically just keep dumping more and more on that like basically my whole draft draft process i would get up i would look across all these lines i would find one thing that i liked in any given morning i would bet it and then i'd be like man i need to cover my risk on that i'm gonna put another bet it on the offensive line over right like that was like the whole kind of process i went through i wish i had had a bigger position on chase young i know you were high on chase young to go to overall we knew that was you know like that was an absolute slam dunk i wish we had you know i wish i had fired harder on that um, the Joe Burrow, yeah. Chase Young, one, two, exacta. Wish I had fired hired on harder on that. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, <clears throat> I took a bunch of money out of a bunch of books, <clears throat> put it into Bitcoin. So I had, I mean, I just wanted to leave a lot of Bitcoin. So I didn't, I didn't fire as hard on some of the stuff. I think if I'd have had more money in the, some of these accounts, it, it sucks because like before the draft, actually happens i'm like kind of thankful i'm thinking man if i had these fully loaded i'd have like my whole bankroll tied up in this fucking draft and i'm glad i didn't and then after the draft you know hindsight's 2020 but it's like man the stuff i'd have just kept loading up on it all won oh yeah (laughs) i just left money out there so yeah props to like joey joey kanish i mean he put i did you see his list of over five and a half he rebet that like nine times. Oh yeah. Oh, I think which is, I, yeah. Uh, I was in not uh, not a dissimilar position. Like yeah, every time I, mean, I just, would make, I should have bet like, that seriously, more. Every time I would make some other bet, like uh, you know, oh, I just bet uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, Worf's under ten and a half, or, or Will Will's under ten and a half, or whatever. Like eh, I don't know if that's a super risk free bet, so I'll just put it more in on offensive linemen to balance that, right? Like that was it got to that point because the number wasn't being indexed fast enough. Um, and I think that in general, people are gun shy about, you know, putting out, you know, putting down 400 to win a hundred, 500 to win a hundred, 600 to win a hundred like people. People are is that a bit shy. of a bias. Oh yeah, like, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, people- I think it's one of those, um, maybe even a bit of a, Oh, what do you want to, I don't want to call it like a myth or maybe a misconception. Once yeah. people start getting into this, you know, they they learn, I think they take price shopping and apply it improperly to this where people tell you like, hey, man, you're you're betting in a shitty book and it's minus 120 all the time or you're paying minus 115 and you go over here, it's minus 105. 
and that just translates to juice is bad. Yeah. And I mean, juice is bad if you don't have like more juice is bad. If you can find the exact same bet for less juice, that's yeah, certainly of course. okay. But, but all juices is, you know, uh, a different way to display implied probability. Yeah. An 85% if, if, yeah, bet like when the said. probability is 99 and eight, a 75% bet when the probability is 99 is a plus CV bet. That's all there really is to it. And I, I think that's what I want. That's the, what I think what I learned really is because of biases, the, 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 the coin flippy stuff is not really worth spending a ton of time, even handicapping. You really want to focus on the high likelihood stuff. That's not priced high enough. And the low likelihood stuff that's should be more coin flippy. Right. Like that was another huge, obvious lesson. Yep. Who's the first no. offensive lineman drafted? You could have got that at 20 to 1. Who's the first wide receiver drafted? You could have got many, that at 6 to 1. How many first running fucking back times, Drew? How many <laughs> fucking times did I say the top four yes. offensive <laughs> tackles are pretty close? They're all pretty close to each other. And at least we didn't, Yeah, and we didn't have a shitload on Thomas first. Like that, it, then I thought of that right away. I said, I said that. I said that. So, so many times time. so in so many, many times. ways, like the they top could go four, in any order. It should be, yeah. <laughs> who knows? It's a, it's a coin flip, and we saw it. We saw it on tackle. We saw it on wide receiver. Yeah. Where unlikely, you know, you Jefferson going top would have been crazy money for some people, but yeah. rugs going top was a good price for a bunch Six of people. Six to one on that. that. I saw. Um, yeah, there were. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I saw some people that had way better numbers than us, but still, it felt good to get rugs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had six to one. So I saw. I saw almost ten to one. Uh, somebody oh. had for rugs wide receiver yep. one. Uh, I added, I think I had 19 or 20 on Thomas first OT. Uh, again, thanks to our friend, Joey Kanish tipped me to that one. Uh, poor pricing. And you're right that those all should have been around 25% likelihood. There's no reason one of them should have implied 5%, <laughs> right? Like that's stupid. And similarly, like the first running back taken, like you knew it wasn't going to be until close to pick 30. Right. And yeah. on top of that, it was no, you know, that you heard reports all week leading up to it that everybody has kind of a different running back at the top of their board. Like, there's no way Swift should have gone off as a 66 or 80% chance of being the first running back taken. That was crazy. Yep. And yeah. So, yeah, it was those, those were very valuable lessons. Um, and maybe none more so. And last final hat tip to our friend Joey. First kicker. Field was fifty to one. This, I I told him this in no unex, no no uncertain terms. That bet I made that bet. Thank you to Joey, and I that will go down in history. People will ask me in twenty years, like, what's your favorite winning bet? And I'll be like, the time the Patriots took an alt right uh, militia. The alt, I was wondering if you They took the alt right militia tatted kicker first overall, and it was worth fifty to one because that is just—it was insane. Who knows who the first kicker is going to be, especially in a year where Belichick is in the kicker market? Could have been anyone. Uh, and been, uh, I mean, unless people had, unless people had some huge money on like Trump at twenty to one. I mean, when's the last time the alt right came through for us? Like that? <laughs> it's been a long time. It's, it's been, been a long almost time. four years now. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And I don't no, know. That 50, was... I mean, 50, 50, to, 50 to one. Like, 
Jesus Christ, man. And that's where I think maybe you need to ignore a lot of these mocks on some of this stuff and actually look at people who are, you know, putting some numbers to this. Like people made fun of PFFs draft mock thing a lot, but some of that stuff wasn't so far off when you come look at the order of, you know, certain position groups and how they came off the board. So no, I agree. I think I think uh, looking at mocks for like the first 10, 15 picks, you get a pretty good idea. But once you get past that, things always go, you know, they always go cockside, cockside. That's, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but things get weird. You know, there's going to be some yeah. picks. I mean, just look at, so, I mean, right off the bat, the offensive lineman went out of order. Carolina took the Auburn kid instead of Clemson kid. Henderson, I guess that wasn't surprising, but uh, once we got past the two more linemen, we got a surprise at wideout. The Niners made the trade. Denver or Atlanta taking AJ Terrell a little higher than people thought. CD Lamb dropping, and then from there on out, it got pretty goofy. Like Rieger, yeah. Rieger going. Total, so, oh yeah, total, yeah. total. Ayuk, wild after that. Jordan Love, uh, Patrick Queen dropping. Somehow you guys, the whole league just failed let Patrick Queen drop to the Ravens. Like that team needed help. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the right. Chiefs, the Chiefs <laughs> add another offensive toy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the Chiefs draft overall. They still obviously are in the driver's seat to win the AFC co-favorites with the Ravens for all good reasons. Um, they have five picks. You, I mean, yeah. Did you, uh, did you have any hot takes about them taking a running back? Do you care? Not really. Like I, we tease it. I made fun of it in a poll, but I mean, if it's a guy Andy likes in that offense, I'm gonna probably trust him. <laughs> I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. That offense came back from double digit, you know, double digit deficits in the playoffs every game. Won the Super Bowl. They're doing crazy things. I've seen him score like 28 points in a quarter multiple times now. It's a scary team to play. Like you need such a massive lead to not be afraid of this offense. And they added a first round offensive player. And yeah. I think they, they went defense from there. I want to say they took one lineman somewhere in there, but they added some defensive depth. I'm not sure what's uh what's gonna come of any of that, if any of those were any good. I'm not huge into like some of these day two and three guys. I don't know a ton about everybody. I'm not big into the college football scene as I wanted to be. Uh, we made that joke. Like I was going to get into it this fall and maybe we won't even have college <laughs> football, which would be sad, but yeah, um, I don't mind this at all. I, you know, that's one of those things where you, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like uh, yeah. if a team, if it's funny you say that, but then the Packers made the NFC title game and we're not doing that at all. No, no. Which that's a whole different. That's a horse of no. a different color. Yeah, we'll get to the losers of the draft, and obviously the Packers fall but, into that category. No, I don't mind but, it. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess I don't, I don't either. I don't. I mean, they're they're operating with such a house advantage; they can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't. You know, it's not going to break or break their chances for the next. You know, for the Pat Mahomes era, um, I thought there was some opportunity cost on passing on some very good cornerbacks who were still in the draft, and they could, you know, they could do more to fortify their pass defense. Um, and you know, I mean, running backs are replaceable. They obviously they got Damian Williams off the scrap heap. Guy was incredibly, you know productive for them in the playoffs like they probably can find reasonably similar talent and plug and play the guy 
uh, you know, in a lot of different ways besides dedicating first round draft capital to it. But, you know, again, they're operating with such a house advantage. They can, they can get a lot good buy with, you know, it's not good. It's not really, doesn't really move the needle one way or the other for the team. I don't think, um, do you here, here's a, here's maybe a philosophical question to you. Sure. Do you, and we'll stick to Super Bowl odds. Do you think anyone's Super Bowl odds should move after a draft? Let's say nobody comes and makes a bet. You're talking just a sports book moving on air based on the results of a draft. Should any team ever move after a draft? I say I think, yes. Like, give me, I, I'm, I'm a little torn on this. I, I go back and forth. Give me, give me uh, an example from this year. I would say yes, but I don't think if you if you game it out to probably you know to full on probability, um, should it, any team move plus or minus more than two percent? Probably not, right? Especially because oh, and, and a lot of it's figured in. Like it's it's yeah, it's not like they're like holy that, shit. That was exactly Cincinnati was got a quarterback. Yeah. Oh my god, they got Joe Burrow. No one knew that. Was, no, of course everyone knew that was coming. Right, like, I, like you have to look down the board to true contenders. Try to see if there was, you know, or or a team could on draft day could make make a trade for a bona fide contributor that could, you know, fill a gaping hole, or you know, could create a gaping hole. In which case, they could go up or down. Um, but in this draft, I did not. There were a couple of there were a couple of teams that I think you can downgrade, and. Maybe not yeah, by more that's, than one or two percent. Not maybe that's not fair. by more than one or two percent. But like, I think I think I'd be more. I think I'm I'm with you. I'd be more okay with downgrading a team after a draft. Like when when you know like hey they're going in with the plan. This is what they need. They need to add some depth at these three positions. If they do that, they have a chance to get back to the playoffs and be a decent team. And then they yeah. go a completely different direction. It's like yeah, yeah. I can downgrade them. So, like, what do you like? For instance, like the Packers. If we want to go to losers, um, they drafted like a team that knows they're not contending this year, <laughs> right? Like that was the message I got from their draft. Like they recognize, like we, like anyone in, into the data science side, recognized that the Packers were not a two seed with any kind of a high likelihood of winning a Super Bowl last year. But that doesn't change the perception. You know, they still they had a home playoff game, and, you know, and, and won it and got to the NFC title game last year. So presumably they're a win now team, right? Well, all of their draft we presumed <laughs> all of their draft <laughs> investments really not helping the team win now at all, uh, which I think kind of and and just also kind of give you know all of the talk around it, all of the questioning of the general manager and kind of his framing of, you know, this is LeFleur putting his um, you know, his stamp on the offense, which does take them back into time to where offenses sucked, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it was <laughs> head scratching to say the least. And if I gave, I mean, if I gave the Packers a 5% chance to win the Super Bowl before the draft, maybe it's like two now. <laughs> so maybe I've moved them 3%. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, their numbers 33 to 1. <clears throat> you know, they're lower than Philly, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Buffalo. That's probably fair. Like, the, I get they were a Final Four team last year, but it did feel like they were just. It's like when Seattle and Green Bay met, it was the Spider Man meme. 
we, yeah. we weren't 100 sure what to do with that game <laughs> two teams that sucker and, two and frauds boy, didn't, didn't that like la- yeah. didn't that land like right on the hook like the oh yeah 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 it did if you got hooked side, to, you, you got hooked yeah you yeah. got hooked so that that leads me in oh man we're getting off of draft stuff quick but just <laughs> just because I, I wanted to see their price man, green bay is favored to win the north still yeah see like, hate this they, hate it hate they that. should be at at best, they should be co-favorites with Minnesota. Their schedule they're was both, so easy last year. Yeah, they're both playoff teams. I'm not trying to be like a homer, and I'm not big on Kirk Cousins, but the, the Vikings should be a good team. The Packers should be a good team, and the, the Vikings drafted better. I mean, just like I said, I don't want to upgrade teams on a draft or downgrade too much, but the the gap between the two drafts was big enough to kind of center these teams. Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, just not adding not adding a receiving threat to Green Bay is huge. Yeah, it's it's massive. And oh, by the way, like, did any of the stuff that was said around the draft for the Packers solidify, crystallize your opinion about Lafleur at all? And the negative, it did for me. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like I was, I was like, you know, I was young. He could grow into the role. He could introduce something new and innovative. And no, he's going hard the other direction crystallized to me that he is not the guy and that this is going to be a failed experiment in Green Bay. Well, it's not like his last team is like thriving without him. <laughs> there, boy, now I'm, uh, I'm going to have to, I, I do this. I just opened like bet online, but I, now I want to sit down and like open every book and look at okay. these uh, conference one, places. One That's other, be one other team besides Green Bay got downgraded for me in terms of Super Bowl odds. And it was, this was, okay, go ahead. Man, Patriots? Yes, I was going to say Patriots. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, they're and on it, my list it, of like baffling. It, it, why? Why are we baffled that they bungled the draft? I guess. Well, no, that's I see. Okay, so that's not even where I'm going with this. Like, I thought some of their picks were good, fine, but they largely invested in defense, which is already really, really good. Um, oh, that's where I'm going. Like, what was their plan? Like, what was this plan? Like, no, but that's it. Like, the plan to me looks like they're waving a white flag on the season. Does it not to you? Like, they got some good players, but I don't know. And if somebody sat down, they're going to war with Stidham. They're not yeah, if, some, Cam, if somebody sat smoke. down and said, like, hey, we got a young quarterback. We're going to try to break him in slowly, so we're going to need this defense to step up again. That is, if you're so worried about your quarterback that <laughs> that you need to like plan to have a really good defense, then you're not planning a team properly. You're not putting yeah. the you're not putting the pieces together right to succeed in 2020, year of our Lord. Like that's. That's not the way to go about things. And I feel like they should know better. So I'm very curious. I agree with you. I don't think they signed Cam. I don't like the fit. And I still don't think Cam's shoulder. <laughs> Same. I still don't think Cam's shoulder will ever be right. So I, I don't know a ton about Stidham. I'm, I'm going to watch some tape. I'm going to grind some film, but I don't, I don't love, uh, I don't love that. And I'm, I'm kind of all in on Miami six to one to win the. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of, again, in terms of just a raw percentage, like a more, a more than 2% move down for me for the Patriots. And I yep. wasn't bullish on them at all anyway. Um, but I got to tell you, man, Stidham's ceiling probably 25th best quarterback in the NFL 
His ceiling, like, and his floor is 32. He could be the worst quarterback that starts more than half games for his team this season. I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't get it. Stidham, I don't get it. It looks to me like this may be a tank job. It's it's kind of weird how this division is right now. It's really weird. It's really weird. Who do you believe in? Bunch of any. I mean, okay. Over under. Like I'm half joking about Miami, but I kind of like what they're doing. Okay, over under half a win for the AFC East in the playoffs this year. Do we oh, I'm gonna this go. Game? I'm gonna go over just because of the seven playoff games. Just, but uh, you, but you think they'll get more than one team? You think they'll get a, a wild card? I feel like two wild cards might come out of that, the AFC North. Yeah, you might be right. It might just be the one team. Man, this is this has turned into what's what's our guy's name in New York? I can't even think of uh Darnold. Sam Darnold, yeah. All right, Darnold, here's a game. All of a sudden the best quarterback in this division. <laughs> Maybe it's and as much as much as I shit on him, it might it might be our guy, Josh Allen. Like, just because Darnold's roster construction is so, so, so terrible. All right, we've got <laughs> really four. Bad. Let's go. It's really bad. Let's go. I'm going to quiz you here. Four quarterbacks in the NFC, AFC East. Darnold, Stidham, Tua, Josh Allen. Oh, rank them. Rank them from who – actually, tell, who's the youngest, who's the oldest? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, well, I know Darnold is especially young. Uh, I'll say Josh Allen is the oldest, then Stidham, then Darnold, then Tua. I, I lost. I was still trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> is it all? Are, so they all Josh, 20, they're all 20, are they all 22? They're all two or 23. Uh, Josh or Allen is the oldest. Okay. He is so we can't make an all 22 joke about the AFC East. Oh, God, that would have been cool. And <laughs> as far back as uh, my – oh, no. So Stidham, Stidham is the – Second oldest. He's 23 as well, but he'll be 24 in August. Oh, no. Uh, Josh Allen has a birthday coming up. He will, he'll be 24 in May. So okay, he's the so oldest. So it does go Allen, Stidham, Darnold, Tua. Darnold turned 23 in June. Tua does not turn 23 till next year. So, yeah. But, I mean, okay. you got two 22-year-olds and two 23-year-olds. Amazing. So, I mean, if, if, if they all turn out to be good, it could be fun for years. But I'm kind of out on Two of them, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah who knows? We got, we got uh, I like Tua. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't Darnold know. Maybe. I don't know much about Stidham. Tua might be injured. Darnold has a terrible roster construction slash coach, and Josh Allen is a running back. He's a super low ceiling. Oh, he's. I mean, he's fun. He's really athletic. He's fun to watch. Oh, yeah, but sure, like it's. He's just not accurate. It's gonna. It's gonna keep him from reaching any higher. Yeah, uh, out of the 32 starting quarterbacks in terms of projecting EPA going into the season, I think the top I'm going to have in the AFC East is probably going to be Darnold, and he's probably going to be about the 22nd best in the NFL. So all four quarterbacks I'm probably going to project to come in the bottom quartile of the NFL, which is really fucking bad. I'm, you know what? I'm putting them in the bottom quintile. <laughs> that's even, that's even, even worse. More, even more <laughs> bullish. It's even worse. <laughs> and it's hard okay. to divide 32 by five. It is hard to divide 32 by five. Um, okay. Uh, so Back to the draft. Lo- those are the two losers. Winners, I'm going to give, I think, two teams over the draft weekend moved their chances to win the Super Bowl up 
by more than 2%. The first of those teams, I think, is San Francisco. Do you agree? Yeah. Mine are both in the NFC, and I kind of have a third with a caveat. I have two and a half, actually, also. Okay, you, I think there are two clear ones in the in the NFC. You think San yeah. Francisco, you would agree? Yes, for sure. They moved up by more than 2%. Getting Trent Williams was good? Yes. Getting him for I, a fifth I, for a third round or fifth round pick or whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it, I don't know how it bodes for the future of the franchise. <laughs> but I mean, getting Kinlaw, getting him, getting your yeah. receiver, uh, maneuvering a little bit around in the draft, and honestly, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you said it on Twitter some at some point. I'm kind of sold on the front office there. You yeah. know, they only they only had they only had five picks. That feels like more. It sure does. Yeah. They, they went Kinlaw Ayuk. They, they took a offensive tackle. They signed an offensive tackle. And then they took some depth at tight end and receiver later on. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice, really nice draft. But what they got for and you know, again, Trent Williams, it's it is a leap of faith that he will be the same player that he once was. He's 32. It is a leap of faith that you're going to be able to get him on uh, you know, a team, you know, be able to maneuver some of your cap issues and also sign him long-term this may be a one-year rental for Trent that's but all that is fine like they are in position and rostered up well and D, but, we didn't even mention because it's uh, been like uh, a month yeah. D, D Ford D Ford yeah they I mean there's a there's there are a lot of positive things to say about this uh you know this roster um, that John Lynch is doing a tremendous job. Yeah, I don't I mean, think that, that, that they that are. That was part of the reason they didn't have many picks. Like they did, they did some maneuvering. You know, I think D Ford was just, that might have been their second rounder. I'd have to go back and look. I would say but, that I mean, their Super Bowl. But are you getting a D Ford in the second round? Like, no. I don't mind that trade. I guess. No, no, no. Uh, D Ford was on their team last year. Are you thinking no, that's, of, what I, uh, that's what that's what that's what no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, they oh, traded, oh, yeah, that, yeah, they yeah. traded one it, of their yes. picks. Got it, got it, got it. Got one it, of yeah, their no, picks no, from it. this draft was for yes. D Ford last yeah. month. I totally agree. Like in the same way that when you grade Arizona's draft, you should include the fact that their second round pick was DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and there's going to be some of that. That's why it's kind of weird talking about D, yeah, like talking about D Ford because yeah. it was yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. It was a pick in this draft. Got it. Got it. You're got always, got you're always going to have that where people are trading future picks and you kind of got to look back and be like, man, huh, was that, that, worth that, it? Probably, yeah. that probably worked out. Yeah. No, so no, but just overall doing a really wonderful job in San Francisco of establishing a, a roster that can compete for a title. I would say that their chances to win the Super Bowl went, in my mind, from about 12 ish percent to maybe 15%. That's about where I would put them after this uh, weekend and largely just because. Uh, they, you know, they lose Staley. They bring in Williams. Like, holy crap! Like, you couldn't have, you could not have uh, finessed that any better. They have, you know, a couple of assets in their wide receiving core that it looks like they'll be able to get some future draft picks for. And I agree with you. They maneuvered it within the round one masterfully. I thought to get, uh, you know, talent that uh, abs, you know, I, you know, Kinlaw potential superstardom if he you know, does not derail by injuries. And Ayuk is, uh, you know, is a perfect uh, fit for that system. That I just don't running. stay so, up late enough to watch the, uh, the Pac-12. Like, I got to watch some oh, Ayuk yeah, sure. tape. I'm, sure. I'm old and watched. I live in the central time zone. 
Sure. Um, uh, Niner, so, yeah, no, so Niners, Niners minus up. 125 to win the division value. I, I would say value on that too, because I think Seattle slides, uh, Rams slide hard. Uh, and uh, Cardinals are on the come up, but probably still in the nine win range, right? Yeah, I'm probably going to bet some. Uh, I know Dimes will have this eventually. Exact order of finish. I love those. Ooh, that's be fun. That will be fun. Um, okay, so what? Uh, who else? Who's the other team that's up for you in the uh, NFC? So my two and a half includes Tampa and Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, and it's weird. It's weird because. Uh, so you got to separate, I think, what we believe to be the actual percentage chance that a team wins the Super Bowl from what the market says right now sure. and how we're talking. Because I feel like Tampa Bay got too much steam. They yeah, I agree. Over, they were overvalued after all the Brady, Gronk hype, and it got it got beat up a little more. I agree. Man, but, man, they fucking nailed the draft. They it did. Just, they did such a good job in the draft that I think maybe it came to the point where their, you know, the their actual odds, how I believe them, are closer to yeah, a number. A number. I a think number you said that, that I thought well. was too. Yeah, a number that I thought was had gotten a little out of control. Now it's maybe back to being that's where the number should be. They deserve that number because of just what they did in the draft. They got man. If you'd have told them they'd get worse at thirteen. Best offensive tackle in the draft, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I've watched a lot of Antoine Winfield. Good safety. Oh, shit. I forgot they got Winfield. He is good. Yeah. The, the People can't stop talking about the running back from Vanderbilt because he's a good player who played, like, on a shitty team. So you, sure. you don't know what the – you, like, don't know what the ceiling are for people like that. Like, sure. man, he didn't have a very good line. Is he, is he actually way better than we even think? They got the – uh, Minnesota receiver again. I'm, I'm showing a lot of love for the Minnesota guys. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson was a stud who just he didn't do the he didn't do the combine. Like yeah. he probably he probably was a late second early third rounder who fell Slid pretty the, bad because he just didn't have his yeah. he didn't do his numbers. So sure that was a great. I think that's a great grab in the fifth round and and then they just added some depth. Yeah, I agree with you. Tampa moves up in my book to, and I thought you said it exactly correctly, which was they were way over bet and the number was way short and the work that they did this weekend closed that gap in the positive direction. Yeah, there you um, go. That's, yeah, that's what, that's how my head had it. You said Vikings I, were the I hated ones? the number. Yeah, Minnesota had a nice draft. I mean, tick up. Yeah. a little tick up. I, I don't know if... Uh, it's tough for me to upgrade them because I just don't know if they can win with that quarterback and that philosophy. But, <laughs> yeah. And the, and the philosophy, but I, I loved what they were able to do at wide receiver corner. And then they got a pretty good tackle at like yeah. mid fifties in the second round there. Yeah. Uh, they added another corner. They went, I think after they added that tackle from Boise, they went defense, 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 defense. Yeah, took a no, receiver from Miami, and then I mean, they, picks in a, they had a shitload of picks in a really good draft. Yeah, they, yeah, they had like fourteen picks. So good yeah, for them. And guess what? This was a really good draft. This was a really talented, deep pool. Yeah, really deep, really deep pool of talent, and they had lots of picks. That automatically makes you a winner, even if you mess up half of them <laughs> usually. Uh, and uh, honestly, that's why the teams like the Texans and the Bears. 
you know, irrespective of the players they picked in this draft, deserve uh, criticism because they made trades that took them out of contention for these picks. And you know, a little bit of a low key, um, low key uh, undrafted free agent, which I haven't looked at everybody's yet, but these are kind of fun because you'll see some names. Jake Lacina, offensive lineman from Augustana, which is a, I think it's private. It's a fancy pants school in Sioux Falls, D2. But he is the son of Corbin Lacina. So we've got a, uh, what do you call that when you get into legacy. a frat? Because, legacy. I was just trying to think of what they called him in Animal House. Yeah, <laughs> legacy. So, I mean, legacy legacy draft here. I love we it. Win, Winfield. Winfield's the Winfield's NFL good. Now. That's right, man. Um, oh. Hey, uh, so I think I agree with you. Vikings move up, but I'm not really willing to consider them a real contender for the Super Bowl. I think no, but I think the, we're I, like the number. I think, the number went up, but I don't want to bet it. Yeah, hammer that's the hammer the and hammer the N- NFC North though. As far as I'm concerned, fire away on that. Um, yeah, I can I, I can see that. Did you I have another? People, did you have another team in mind? Uh, well, in the NFC, I think we covered it. I think the Bucks moved closer to their number of reality. I think the Niners number moved up. Uh, and I think the Vikings number moved up in a way that they're worth betting to win the NFC North. Um, I think the Eagles one more number mind. moved down. Um, oh. And the Eagles number moved down. Cowboys number moved up for me uh, in the NFC East battle. Um, as we, you know, as we went, entered the draft, I think you backed it out. The break-even probability was something like 50% that the Eagles won, and it was something like 45% that the Cowboys won and 5% other or something along those lines. I would have yeah. said that the Eagles and Cowboys probably flip-flopped there, and I would put the Cowboys at 50% now and the Eagles at 45%. Um, and I would say that the Eagles now have a longer negative tail for wins this season than I realized. Yeah. I can get down because that. Wentz apparently is not the guy that I, you know, that I expected they would have 16 games out of him. I, I didn't have like a, um, you know, as much of a radar of what was going on with Wentz health wise. Um, but to invest, you know, round two draft capital in a quarterback when you have Wentz on that type kinda, of deal kind of speaks volumes. Kind of speaks volumes. It does. And Hurts may end up being fine and good, but he's not going to help you win the NFC East this year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I I had one, too, that I don't – I mean, it moved the needle for me a little, but it's the same thing. It's almost the same as the Vikings. Like, the Vikings numbers should have got better. Like, yeah. It, it, it is, but it's still, like, not something I want to bet. Like, it, it's, it's not a team I think has – even has value at that number. The number might've gotten better. It might've moved, but at the same time, I don't think it's a valuable number. I think like you said, there's a lot more value at maybe to win the NFC uh, central. I'm going to call it that. This year. <laughs> NFC North. The um, North. Uh, one I didn't, I didn't mind. And another one who's, they got to be like a hundred to one. And I don't know what's going to happen. I've talked shit about this team a couple times because of all the turnover, but Carolina had a nice draft. Okay. Derek Brown's a stud. They got a, they got an edge rusher in the second round that was mocked out to go in the first a few places. Yep. Jeremy Chin was mocked out to be the top safety at a bunch of places. I mean, the first three picks, they kind of I think they kind of nailed that. I don't know much about the other stuff, but they got another corner. They got another safety. 
you know what that does for me? You know what? They did not draft an offensive player. They drafted seven defensive players. Oh, and rightfully so, because their defense talent-wise was hot garbage. Um, Not bettable, but it was a good draft. So that moved the... the, I I agree with you. I thought they got good players. I thought they addressed holes in the roster. That moved the the Panthers, in my mind, from a three-win team to a five-win team. Yeah, big, no, like, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it goes job, from like, it goes two from like 250. Yeah. yeah. It goes from 250 to, to one to, to 150. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Way to go, guys. Yeah, um, you nailed it. So, actually, yeah, it, it's one I, of those honestly, things. You can't bet that. Uh, I, I, I disagree with some people's takes on Carolina. Um, and, you know, some people were, th- there was a lot of kind of throwing hands up and like, oh, great. Like, we're moving. Like, there was a, th- Maybe I'm interpreting this just because of who I follow and who I interact with and whose opinions I cared about. Um, but there was a zeitgeist among the NFL, you know, um, analytic Knicks that like, wow, all of these GMs have lost their lost plot here. Everybody seems to be investing in the running game, either to stop the run or to run more. Right. Like what is going on? Like, have we learned nothing? All of these smart people we used to think made great decisions have now lost the plot here. Like, did you get that sense? Yeah, I don't. I mean, shitting on GMs is yeah. Like some people, like literally, were like, "I thought this was going to be a regime that uh, you know really, you know, challenged, you know, you know, you know, um, you know, pushed the envelope, and you know, really did things the new way." And they signed Christian McCaffrey to a massive deal, and then draft a run-stopping lineman with the you know seventh overall pick, and they kind of throw it all out the window, and like, well, I guess this this is this is not. you know, a forward thinking team. Like that was definitely kind of um, an opinion that I saw pretty commonly out there. And I guess I would just say like Carolina's defense was so bad over the last eight games last year. And it was so poor at stopping the run that they had no hope of even you know contending for a win. Right. Like there's some point where, yeah, okay. You can't stop the run. Like, if you're a good team or if you're on the cusp, like do you really want to invest a bunch more, you know, a bunch more capital to be able to stop the run. Maybe not like there's not a marginal gain, but if you're so bad that you can't, you know, you, you have no hope of ever winning, which is what the Panthers were over the last eight games last year. Like you might as well get talented players who can at least keep you in it. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm high on the, I'm high on the rule signing. I like getting Joe Brady, but at the same time, it's there's like funny little, you know, I, I looked into this the other day when I was looking at just how much turnover they had at the, you know, the coaching and then going to try to transition to a new quarterback after some failed experimentation last year. So their quarterback coaches or their quarterback coach is a guy named Jake Peets. You know what he did last year? I don't. Was he was he at Starbucks? He was their running backs coach. Oh, what? <laughs> like, okay. I, I don't know if that means much. I don't know a ton about what those guys. We shit do. on Arthur Smith, just, who was elevated but, from tight ends coach to yeah. offensive coordinator. He turned it just out makes to me. Well, it so makes I'm me laugh. Gonna, like, I'm not going to yeah. shit on Pete's. For that. No, I'm not going <laughs> to shit on Jake Pete's. But it makes me laugh. Like it is. Yeah. It like is, I get but, it. Like he probably knows a ton about offense in general. But it's funny. Like. Yeah. Are, are we, is, is it going to be Teddy running? What are we doing? And and you yeah, have Joe, yeah, yeah. You have, you're bringing in Joe Brady. So I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not so worried about Jake Pete's this year. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and overall I thought Carolina's vision 
wasn't so much we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. We're going to build from the ground, you know, from the trenches out, and you know, we're going to run the ball down your throat this year. I felt it was like we recognize how fucked we are, and we're just going to get talented players on defense to build a core because we have nothing, uh, and we know we're not going to compete anyway this year. But we sure as hell aren't even going to have a chance in to develop our offense to get our guys reps. Uh, if we can't stop the run and teams can play keep away on us, right? Like that was kind of the sense that I got. <laughs> and I and rule rule brought his own running backs coach with. So oh yeah, okay, I got it. I mean, um, you you, you got to get that guy a job. You, if you yeah. can't get Jeff Jeff Nixon a job when you go to Carolina, what yeah. are you as a man? So <laughs> I'm, 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 this is going to be one of the most puzzling teams for me this year because the offense might work a little, but yeah, sure. the def, the defense they. I like their draft. I like what they got, but it's just they need another draft like that and a yeah, free agency yes. signing. That's and exactly maybe right. a better like can you name their defensive coordinator? Uh no. No clue. It's the Baylor guy. He came up. Phil oh, Snow. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. He was the defensive right. coordinator for Baylor last year. So I'm sure he I mean, shut it, down all of the Big Twelve, right? Yeah, like I, that's. I mean, that's the joke, isn't it? You yeah. you brought a Big Twelve yeah. defensive coordinator up. Like, Ugh. no, that's that's not that's, that's not what you do. Okay, well, um, I guess I guess there'll be some continuity there at least between. We're Brady on the same page. Bring some of his guys. So we're on the same page, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think the some. Lions. I think the Lions did okay. They'll be more competitive. I think the uh, the Giants and the Redskins did okay. They'll be more competitive, but none of these teams moves the needle close anywhere close to enough to me for me to get uh, interested. Uh, same with the Falcons. The Falcons still have too many holes for me. Uh, same with the um, uh, the Rams. Rams, I really felt like they are punting on 2020. That's kind of the general sense I got. Um, yeah, that was like when I said about exact finishing order. I want to go San Francisco, Arizona, Seattle, L.A. I love that. I think that's my order. Too. <laughs> that's, that's my um, order. What about the AFC? Um, can I make a case that the Titans should now be moved up to solid favorites to win the AFC South based on this weekend? Yeah, and not maybe based completely on their draft or their offseason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of it. A lot of it's <laughs> depending. They got some good players. No, they I like. Some I like key holes. Draft. But the cornerback they got at LSU late in the second round was an absolute steal. They um, didn't have a ton of picks, uh, you know. They didn't have a ton of picks, but the guys Wilson they got Fulton. all freaking rock. Wilson and is. They got their quarterback. I think Wilson is going to be. As, I think Wilson has a chance to be as good or better than Andrew Thomas. To be honest with you, um, both Georgia guys younger. You know, Wilson's younger. He's got a lot more to learn, but they have shown a very, very strong ability to uh, develop offensive linemen in yep. Tennessee with the staff they got. So. They're going to get the most out of that player. I think that was a good Sorry thing. if you had under one and a half Georgia players in the first round. Ah, what if you had over and you decided to hedge out by taking under a half running back? On the running back? You thought you were home free. And you thought you were home free until Clyde goes, pick 32. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me. Um, it was still a but, uh, bet, boy, so was what a sharp, bet. But, boy, what a sharp number on uh, SEC players drafted. Poof. 15 and a half and there was there was a somebody what tweeted did, it what did it like, hit 15 it, it, landed it hit 15 and f- oh, wow. i think five out of the last six were sec somebody's like somebody's tweeted it he's like are we gonna seriously go like you know sec all the way through here and then i think it went uh the tcu pick 
the oh, Vikings cornerback because yeah. yeah. it went LSU, Glad. Georgia, Auburn. And then, I mean, there were some players out there. There was still Swift was out there. McKinney was out there. Um, yep. I want to say there was uh, well, and then the, the running back that went actually was an SEC player in Clyde. But there was a shitload of SEC players that still still had a chance to go in those spots. It was going to be a really bad beat. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That would have been fun. Anyway, um, yeah, Titans moved the needle for me in terms of in terms of where they address their holes, the the quality of players they got, um, and their competition in the AFC South giving us a giant meh. Um, yeah. Colts didn't do anything that really moved the needle for me. Obviously, they didn't have a round one pick. That was because they got DeForest Buckner. Um, I like Pittman, I, but it's, yeah, like I you like said, Pittman. then, then yeah. they then they go and you know, I think they traded. Yeah, did they trade up for Jonathan Taylor. Didn't love I that. I think they did. I also did not love that. A lot of Jason. running backs went. A lot of running backs went. Round two was just one giant head shake over a running back getting overdrafted. I thought. Um, yep. that's fair. And especially when you consider the fact that Miami did not take any of those guys and then they got Matt Breida for a fifth rounder. Like, that's how you do this. Like, and then, I, don't, I don't get it, guys. Like, yeah, you like got Indy, Matt Breida Indy's, for a I don't think Indies was egregious. It was bad. I didn't like it. I think the biggest thing was the Texans getting overall worse as a team through some maneuvers in the last month or two. <laughs> and then and you look, they had five picks and two were in the top 100. Yeah. Like they, I forgot how few picks they had. Yeah. And even then they still were trying to trade down and Bill O'Brien looks like an asshole on national television. Cause he's freaking out. Cause the lions decided they don't want him his stupid, his terrible deal. Um, so that was fun. Um, didn't love what the Texans did. Did not love – I mean, the Jaguars, obviously, same exact kind of – Jaguars and the Panthers are in the same boat, which is we suck. We know we're going to suck. We're just going to – Well, you your, know, need, your need yeah. is everything. Our need which, is everything, so. I liked I liked their first four picks, but it's not like they're going to compete. No. Same. same yeah, no, I, honestly, I think the Jaguars had the best draft out of the four teams, to tell you the truth. But I but like the Titans like, draft well, a lot. No, I mean, I just – Anyway, go ahead. Uh, the Titans just didn't have enough volume for me to to move the needle, but like you like you said, it it was kind of how the the Colts and the Texans did. The Texans didn't have enough volume to really make moves. I wasn't expecting much from them. I think the Jaguars had the best draft out of the four teams in that division, but it, it's the same comparison to you know what you said to Carolina. Does this move them from like a two-win team to a four-win team? <laughs> yeah, like right. They, could, I think you know, they right. had uh, like I really love their draft, but it's not like they're going to compete because of this. Like all the, you'd need, you'd need seriously like three rookie of the year contenders out of these top four picks for yeah. you to to get to eight nine wins. Like everybody just worked out so well, and Minshew is looking like you know Peyton Manning this year. It just <laughs> it's not feasible for them to turn it quite around. But no, I'm, I'm hopeful. Not. I'm hopeful for them in the years to come. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. know much about this quarterback from Oregon State. I think that honestly, was just kind of a punt. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, Panthers and Panthers and uh, and Jaguars are likely going to have healthy swings at you know if we play a full season they're likely gonna have healthy swings at uh uh at top tier quarterbacks next year in the draft which will be you know that that'll reinvent them as franchises so 
That's well, too early to older. say. This kid Ooh. from Oregon State is he played six years of college. Oh. Wow. He had a red shirt, an injury red shirt. Guess what is tw- oh, this is a fun one for you. What was his okay. touchdown to, what was his touchdown to interception ratio in twenty nineteen at Oregon State? He had twenty seven hundred yards, two hundred and twenty two <laughs> completions. It's a it's a common it's a common number, it's a common ratio as a Patriots fan. Okay. Is it, it was a twenty eight three. It was. Oh yes. Good good. Which good is hint, just kind of a good, a good ratio. Hint. Jesus. That's kind of a good ratio, yeah. Um not uh not as good as uh, Trey Lance, uh former you know future future uh, number one overall number pick one. uh number yep. from Notre Dame State. Uh, Notre, uh, North Dakota State, excuse me. Um the um uh yeah, God, I this thought, kid uh, has huge hands. <laughs> uh, I think uh, AFC East is an afterthought this year. I think AFC South, outside of maybe the Titans, is an afterthought this year. And I think uh, the rich got richer. Uh, generally, uh, in the uh, with, you know among the teams that I felt like were contenders in the and uh, AFC North and AFC West, um, do. Did you have, I guess, are we overselling or are we making too much over the Ravens in terms of their, uh, I mean, like they're, they're, it's a sick, it was a sick, talented roster going into draft weekend. They got more sick, talented players, right? But nothing moves the needle really for them because the entirety of their, the, you know, the entirety of their prospects for winning a Super Bowl come down to, continuing to develop Lamar Jackson and winning a coin flip against Pat Mahomes in the AFC championship game. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair. I liked, I like Patrick queen. Like uh, that was a need and they, they got one of the best linebackers that, you know, wasn't going to go way, way higher anyway. So that was for, for a team that got that far and had a low pick. I thought they had a, they had something nice dropped to them there. And uh, again, doing the whole grabbing a running back in the second thing was a little head shaky, but Dobbins is Dobbins is a stud. He might, if people want to cream all over Clyde in the, in the offense down in Kansas city, I guess we can do the same thing with Dobbins in in that offense. So it should be, that should be exciting. I guess if he pans out and then the rest of the draft, I don't really know a ton about. No, I don't know either. Yeah. They took some depth. Uh, I guess the tackle from A&M, they added some more defense. They added a tackle. They added a little bit of everything, it looks like. Yeah. Made some um, Cleveland, change your opinion on uh, – I mean, I guess, are you sweating at all that uh, Cleveland is going to be a contender in the AFC North uh, as you oh. hold your 5-1 to one Steelers ticket? Almost never. Cincinnati finishes ahead of Cleveland. And I just okay. said I didn't like Joe Burrow. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you are – okay, so – 2020 Andy is in the uh, you're selling Cleveland still. I probably won't bet they're under, but I'm not worried about them winning the division. Okay, so you're out. Like uh, a good, they got a good tackle at ten. That was that was nice. That's what they needed. They got a safety. The rest of it is ho hum. I like I like that tight end. They got they got him later. They didn't have to reach for a tight end like some teams. So. I'm not total, totally sold on drafting tight ends to begin with, but you get them at 115 rather than whoever reached for the Notre Dame kid. 
So decent draft. They got a decent receiver from Michigan later on too. Who knows? But I think it all hinges around Baker. And I think, I mean, we we were sharing that around today. Baker might be figured out. Yeah. I kind of think the book is written, which is sad because they had two number one overall picks in a row, back-to-back years, right? Yeah. They took Miles Garrett the year that – who was the Miles Garrett year? Who was the best quarterback in that draft? Was that Moms? <laughs> and they took Baker Mayfield in the year they could have had Lamar Jackson? The two, the two, they have the the two best quarterbacks for the next generation of watching the NFL. They could have had either one of them with first overall in two consecutive years. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) I mean, when you say it like that, like hopefully, hopefully, our friend. I mean, not only could they have had, I mean, they could have had Mahomes. They could have had Watson. I mean, I'm not a big take a running back high but even i'd rather have christian mccaffrey than miles garrett right now christian mccaffrey's never taken a swing at a guy <laughs> I, I mean you, you garrett, can't go taking him. Yeah, um, you can't take him number one there but yeah no. uh, miles garrett boy i'd rather there's i'm just looking down the list that was i'd rather yeah i'd rather have tj watt right now yeah would you rather have? Uh, no, T- would- I don't want to shit talk. Miles Garrett's a good player. <laughs> Plus, Watts I don't want him to hear this too, and though. kill me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he was on. Yeah, he could. He could have been. He he might have been your sack leader if he doesn't. Uh, if he doesn't go. Uh, oh, dude, God. what was the joke? What was the joke? Ruben Foster went thirty-one. Oh yeah, that was a bad joke. Oh, dude, don't look at San Francisco. This is another thing, which is San Fr- like John Lynch has come. He's learned on the fly, like how to be a good GM. Like if you look at that San Francisco draft that year. It, it was so bad, and he, I was like, "Man, this guy is never going to be good." I am selling on the Niners for a generation, and lo and behold, he developed and got the skills on the fly, and is a very good GM now. So, yeah, know, they you took can, a, you can get better. They took a, a Kello Witherspoon, who just gets his pants burned off in the spot directly <laughs> ahead of Alvin Kamara, or two spots ahead of <laughs> two spots of Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, three spots yeah. of Pat Elfline, a starting yeah. center. Yeah, uh, what about Solomon Thomas? <laughs> okay, oh, he's sure. Around here. I sure, find he's him. third. O- he was the number third overall that year. Um, yeah, no, there was a lot of bad picks in that draft. For oh, the I missed that completely. Um, Jesus, at least they, they managed to get Kittle. Nap. They managed to get Kittle in round five, though. So go figure. Um, anyway, uh, weird draft. Weird draft for them. The um. Yeah, no. The overall, the point I wanted to make though is, uh, and what was the what was the um, Miles Garrett joke about uh, swinging the helmet? He went blank on him. Oh, dude, there was a good meme that was floating around last week that killed me on that. Um, I'm dying. You don't remember? Um, I don't. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Overall, right, though, we, we've we've pivoted from running backs don't matter to draft doesn't matter. Oh yeah, sure, for sure. Running backs are replaceable. Draft doesn't matter. Um, but, but still, try not to have a bad draft. Yeah, right, 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 right. Still, um, still beer bottles here from the draft. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, AFC West, closes, and then we can close the book on this. Um, nobody moved the needle for you? Uh, Bronco, chargers, maybe. Long, long-term Chargers moved down for me. 
long-term Chargers moved down for me as well. Long-term Broncos are all fucking in on Drew Luck. We are all in. They invested a lot of draft capital in that offense. Yep. Um, Too early for us to have enough. I got to switch screens here. I'm looking at the 2017 draft still. (laughs) We'll say Broncos uh, and Drew Luck. I mean, I have him squarely as like 16th best quarterback. I have no fucking clue if he's going to be top half of the league no, or bottom half. I have half no league. idea where his ceiling is. Like his no ceiling, could, right. his ceiling legitimately could be top ten, or it could be already hit and surpassed, and he's going to come back to earth like a goddamn meteorite. I don't know. I I didn't watch a lot of uh, games last year. I guess from the Broncos. Well, he didn't, didn't start it so much. Flacco well, that's the thing. Yeah, he, he didn't play all of them. So actually, yeah, not, you I'm know what sure else is? Uh, I don't know if you this know who is I a think good... is going to be good. Who? Uh, Casey. Casey. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, what's the price there? You would stop laying Casey to win the West. Uh, like five hundred. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, yeah, no. The other thing about Drew Lock that you can't really use any like, yeah, of what, what are the year. odds you lose what are what are you'd have to set odds what are the chances that mahomes gets hurt for a big part of the season like for a second year in a row yeah 10 percent <laughs> for a second year in a row yeah um obviously and it's they, an independent it's actually there's probably correlation where there's a re-injury a, a re-injury is probably pretty is not out of the not out of the of, uh, realm of possibilities so I'm going to say 10% that um, 10% seems 10% that Mahomes misses a decent chunk 5% that Mahomes misses the whole uh, like the like the meaningful part of this of the year. And that still does not take their chances to like zero. <laughs> the Minnesota lost to their backup. Minnesota won a playoff game. Who like, is the backup now? Moore's I gone, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll figure all this out when we preview Charter. the divisions. We had a lot of work left to do. That's the other message that I'm that I'm realizing. Um, yeah, so Broncos obviously all in on Drew Lock. Ton of investment in this kid now, um, and you'll find it's out funny. over the next two years if he's the guy or <laughs> if not. You, if you look at their official depth chart, yeah. this is hilarious. I'm almost gonna have to screenshot this. They they have uh, spots. The columns are first string, second string, third string. Sure. They just have a space open at second string, and they list Chad Henney as third. <laughs> like that's, that's disrespectful. We're going to get a guy. We'll sign a guy with the streets to be our second string. Yeah, oh, sorry, Henny, you're you're, sorry, you're third. Henny, you're you're third um, in, in a quarterback room with two with two men. You're third. <laughs> that's great. Um, I mean, maybe they have a plan for uh, Travis Kelsey to take the snaps if uh, Mahomes goes down. Um, didn't Travis Kelsey throw just a bomb of a pass against the Giants a couple of years ago in like super windy weather in Meadowlands? I remember that. Um, anyway, the uh, Raiders bungle the draft, in your opinion? Were I mean, they one the, of the usually, losers? Usually. Their chances to win the AFC West went from like, I don't know, 3% to 2%. Yeah, rugs, <laughs> hot, hot, nasty speed. Um, they it's not like I have bad things to say about Arnett, but I feel like they could have got him later. Uh, and I guess their next pick wasn't until the third round, but maybe trade back if you really want Arnett, trade back to like early second 
get some more capital. And then, yeah, like I said, they they didn't have any second rounders. They only had third and fourth rounders to, is what they did from there on out after some trading. So, yeah, they went with a speedster. They reached for a corner and then just a bunch of other stuff. A Kentucky receiver, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I thought the Raiders uh... – I thought their draft didn't really help help them at all, and um, yeah, apparently the David Carr, I mean, yeah, apparently the uh, the Derek Carr era carries on uh, for yeah Oakland <laughs> for, know, for Las Vegas. A, excuse me, a lot Vegas. of you know, a lot of you listeners like probably paid a lot closer attention and maybe have done some research on some of these players that like your team took. If we missed on anything, obviously hit us up. If there's something fun to know or. Like there's some hidden gem you think that your team got. I'd be interested. I love uh, reading more about that. It's like that that quarterback for Morgan State. I'm gonna be digging into everyone's draft here as we go. I like and they're on and they're you know the undrafted free agents that they sign. You got to look at that too. I so, like it. Good um, pod. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm still sad that the draft's over. It's yep. the only thing we had for a while, but here we are. Okay. Uh, do you have any, uh, um, what do you think they do next year with the draft? Oh yeah. I forgot about this. We, t- we talked about this. My mind got twisted into a pretzel because all the what ifs, like you, you or somebody else brought it up. Like, what if they don't have a season? Do they have a draft? And I think, I think if they don't have a season, if there's no NFL, there's definitely no college. Right. Yeah. That, I, so that's that's I, no, the, a, there's a very high correlation. I think there so, are there are three. I think there are three realities we have to consider. One is they have an NFL season, and the college season is canceled altogether. Yep. That's going to make the draft weird. One is they have an NFL season, and college football is played in the spring. That's going to make the that's going to make weird. it weird. <laughs> and then the third is neither season gets played, and in that case, how they do the draft order is going to be well. That yeah, that's what that's what we hit on right away. Like, how would you can't just give Cincinnati a, another overall first pick for right? rewarding them for 2019? Like, and we came up with a bunch of ideas that they would never do. Like, I wanted a Calcutta where owners were doing like silent <laughs> yes. either that either an auction that was my favorite yeah, idea auction or silent auction bidding on the picks. And to see which ones you could get. Otherwise, oh, that'd be like so full, great. full lottery. Like, if there's no NFL season, I really don't think you can just go with the same draft order again. Weighted lottery buy. seems likely, right? Yeah, I, like, I would. I would. And one, one for sure, they would never, ever, ever use would be the weighted, weighted by the consensus regular season win totals. Yeah, that would be cool. the big books. They're like, this is the implied order of finish yeah. based on win totals. Yeah. We're going to go by that, and then we're going to have a lottery. That would I hope, be, very, hopefully that would be the most there. fair. That would be the most, fair, the most way. fair For that sure. That definitely because be the most fair like, way. People can say, oh, it's, you know, don't want to get the gamblers involved. Like, man, the people who set those actually have skin in the game. Like, those are yeah, the winners. You should, yeah. and we've we've discussed how they're not always perfect, but from a from a median standpoint, it's it's kind of where it is. So it would how sick though? How sick would it be to have a Calcutta with and with with players like Trevor Lawrence and Fields 
you know, f- you know, high, high confidence, you know, future. Oh, it's, it's quarterbacks. The ultimate, like that how much so does great. your owner actually care about, about like, winning? Yeah. They, they should yeah. release all the, all the, all the uh, offers of the bids. Oh, that'd like, be man, great. Our team, like you'd, you'd buy so much loyalty. Like <laughs> our owner just spent like 30% of his net worth to get yeah. us Justin Fields. Right. Did the, did the Patriots just bid that to keep the jets from getting it? Or were they really trying to, you know, were they trying to bid the price up for the God jets? Damn it. Now, I, really now I'm all in. Now I'm all <laughs> in. They really want kinda... Yeah. That would be so great. I want um, this. All right, well, I need this in my life. So. Should do this every year. Yeah, seriously. Why don't they? I don't know why it would stop tanking. Exploring. It would, yeah, it would make things more fun. That's for damn sure. Um, is this? Isn't that kind of how the European soccer model works? Like, how much are you willing to spend on your team? Like, oh yeah. No, I mean, you, you got to cheat on your taxes a little, and you got to get some oil money. But okay, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Once you figure those two things out, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, Good pod. Uh, we'll uh, we'll touch base this week on something we haven't decided. I guess, right? We'll maybe bring. We'll, we're gonna bring somebody in talk about uh, Arkansas Derby. I think a horse racing pod again would be a lot of fun. I enjoyed the oh, shit yeah. out of that last one. Yeah, same. All right, we'll uh, we'll plan on doing some derby talk uh, this week later, and uh, uh, yeah, stay safe out there.